Welcome to SHIFT, a college admissions ACT and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that uses memory-based adaptive learning to get you better results in less time. You can get a free trial by visiting achievable.me, and if you like it, be sure to save 10% by using the code PODCAST at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Eric Kolb on the line with us, and Eric, I'd love if you can introduce yourself and a bit about your background. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Great to be here today. Uh, my background is that I've been a tutor and educational advisor for about uh, 23 years. I started tutoring as a college student and um, uh, expanded my repertoire to do some other educational related activities in later years. And I am now a full-time tutor. I spend most of my time doing test prep and academic support and college admissions. And I am very excited to talk about some of the aspects of the admission process that are unique for international students applying to the U.S. Mm -hmm. And some more nuances about the essays and how those work. Yeah, exactly. You teed me up very nicely there. Um, yeah, today's topic is about if you're an international student, how do you write a great application essay, right? And in the last episode that uh, Eric and I recorded, um, we talked a bit about how colleges really like to see that you have passions and interests outside of school that you are taking initiative and in, in pursuing, right? And so that is, you know, uh, like just important context when you're going into the essay writing process, because in a lot of cases, it's these passions or passion projects or extracurricular activities that are probably going to yield the most successful essays for you. Um, but, you know, you can always write about your upbringing or your home life, if you've traveled around a lot, or if you, you know, had a very different school experience than what was in the U.S., that's certainly something to talk about too. And I'm, uh, but I always, at least for us students, I always recommend you kind of lead with the passion projects or the, the things that you're really excited about. Do you agree with that for international students or do you feel like, uh, there's more nuance to it? I, I do generally agree with everything that you said. I think talking about the essays can be a little bit challenging because there are different types of college essays. So I think we have to be careful about which prompts we're discussing. So there are, right. um, for people who are not aware of just how the general system works, the um, most of most American colleges use either the common application or the coalition application, which are two broad application platforms. And each of those applications has a series of essays that students choose from, uh, you know, six or seven topics, and the students choose one to write about. And when when people talk about the college essay, that's usually what they're referring to is that sort of bigger 500 to 700 word essay that you would write the same essay and send it to all of the colleges to which you are applying. Right. Now, and that's in the Common App, right? And that's uh, in the Common what? App. And, um, and we can talk about some of the topics that, that show up in the Common App. But I think where it's more interesting is for international students is what's called the supplemental essays, which are typically shorter essays. Uh, they can mm -hmm. range anywhere from 50 to you know 300 words, depending on the college. 
And those essays will typically ask a much more narrow question. So the, the Common App essay questions are very broad. Um, so for example, um, you know, one of, the, one of the questions on the Common App is, is something about, you know, you know, tell us something about you that you want us to know. It's, it's very, it's worded in a very vague and general way. The supplemental essays, which um, in some cases are going to be optional, in some cases required, the supplemental essays are much more narrowly focused. So, um, for example, a very common supplemental essay that many colleges ask is some version of how will you, applicant, contribute to the diversity of our student body? Or right. how will you participate in campus life? Uh, you know, ba basically, they're saying, why should we accept you? <laughs> why should we accept well, and, you? And, and it, it's also kind of like a, a little bit of a, a gimme prompt, right? Where they're just like, tell us something interesting about you. That's what exactly. they really want to say, but they can't exactly be like, tell us why you're, you're interesting. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. kind of accusatory. Exactly. Um, and so I, the reason I mentioned that particular essay prompt is that it's a good one for international students, I think, to showcase something that's sort of more unusual or interesting about themselves that they would that uh, that the people who are reading these applications would not see from a typical American, you know, a typical American suburban high school applicant. Um, and so if if you're an international applicant, um, try to find opportunities in the essays to tell tell the school something about your background your family your culture your city um i can give you a couple examples um so i have sure. i have one one student who um i have one student who whose grandmother um her grandmother was from a very rural place in Morocco. And, and this student was very close with her grandmother. I, I believe she might have lived with her grandmother at some point growing up. So this was a person who was very meaningful in her life. Right. And the grandmother had uh, dropped out of school at a very young age. I want to say, you know, probably under the age of 10. You know, so this wow. this person okay. had not completed a lot of education, but she was very passionate about education. And in particular, the grandmother, the grandmother was very passionate about education and in particular education for women, because she had not had an opportunity to continue her schooling past, you know, essentially elementary school. And um, so my student, who is, you know, a very, a very bright uh very bright student. Uh, she goes to UCLA now. Um, she wrote one of her essays. The topic was, what does education mean to you? And she wrote about conversations that she had with her grandmother about women's education in Morocco and how she, my student, was part of this newer generation that had, in her view, sort of a responsibility to her grandmother's generation to take advantage of this opportunity that she had that her grandmother didn't have. And she was able to describe this in a way that tied in all of these 
aspects of her family and her cultural background. Mm -hmm. And um, she even talked a little bit about religion. Not that I'm necessarily saying you should always do that, but if you do it in the right way, it's okay. And um, she was able to, through this essay, really kind of weave a story that I think was so interesting and so authentic. It should be said that probably the most important thing about these essays is authenticity. You, you need to be, you need to be yourself. You need to be yourself in these essays. So yeah. don't, don't approach the essays from the point of view of, I am trying to impress this adult. You want to really be authentic because ultimately you want to end up at a place that's a good fit for you. And mm -hmm. if the school's not a good fit for you, it's not going to be a great four years. So, um, right. Like there's a bit of an attitude framing thing, which is a bit of a side tangent, but it's like, you shouldn't go into the college application process with the goal of getting accepted to every single one. And anything other than that is a failure, right. Or like looking absolutely. at getting accepted as success and getting rejected as failure. It's really about like there, you know, it's kind of like the sorting, you know, two-sided sorting machine trying to figure out what is the place that you will be the happiest at, right? And that Absolutely. is genuinely what they're looking for. So I Absolutely. agree with you. I think authenticity is super important. It is. And yeah. also, um, I think having read a lot of high school students' application essays, it's fairly easy for someone who is an adult who reads a lot of college essays to tell whether the essay is really an authentic student voice or whether there's been a lot of input from parents or or teachers or you know other other folks in the in the student's life who may have you know talked to the student about the essay i the best essays that i read are the ones honestly where like the parent has never even looked at it yet and i just see what the student has come up with and well, and that is actually a really important tip that I think might actually be um, a little less common or, or harder for international students, uh, because international students, oftentimes their parents are very involved in their education, and they're certainly going to be very yes. involved in them applying to college. But yes, of course. your parents should not be the primary editor of your essays, at least not initially, um, yeah, and and that's advice that I give to everybody, right? Not just not like in, for people in the U.S. as well, because a lot of times, one, your parents might have an agenda on which college they want you to go, which may not, which you know whether or not they've told you they have it, they that'll influence how they're editing your essay. And then two is that um, they will feel like they have more permission to override your authentic voice than like a third party editor might feel. Right. So like you yeah. want an editor that's going to maintain the integrity of, of your voice in the piece without uh, without kind of bulldozing it. And usually that is better served by like a teacher or a college counselor or some other mentor that you can get um, that would or a tutor. Right. It would be a great person because they're literally kind of that's their job. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Else besides the parents. If yeah. And I, I always advise, I always advise my students to, as you said, at least initially try to 
try to keep the um, keep the process pure, as it were. And anyone that you show your drafts of your college essay to, um, which I mean, it's great to get feedback on on writing, not just college essays, mm-hmm. but for all kinds of writing. It's great to get feedback on it because sometimes other people's perspectives or other people will notice things that just don't occur to you. But I think it's good to have a neutral party, i.e. not a parent, to, to be that person who's looking at the essays. And, um, and there are and a lot the of great... The other thing, too, is, like, don't be afraid to have your own opinion about these edits as well, right? Um, Absolutely. You know, be, be, be sort of stand in your own power when it comes to like, this is what I want my essay to be about, or this is kind of the, the voice that I want. Um, but the Absolutely. other thing too, I mean, it, I do think I, just in case it, uh, it's not clear, I just want to be specific here. Um, you should definitely get it edited by somebody, right? Don't do the entire essay by yourself because just a second set of eyes is so important for grammar punctuation and continuity and you know some uh, that is who the person who's going to read this is not you the person who's going to read this is a third party who's never met you so you want at least another third party to look at it and make sure that it all kind of fits and that there isn't anything missing as well absolutely and it's sometimes when i i know this from my personal experience sometimes when i write i have an idea in my head that makes sense but when i write it someone who's not in my head may not get all the nuance that I was intending to put into the, into the, that particular sentence. So just having somebody who doesn't know really where you're coming from, read it is great because that person has no preconceptions about who you are as a person or, you know, whether you're a good applicant or not a good applicant. And um, another thing that, can just really be helpful about having uh, another set of eyes on your writing is word choice, just thinking, you know, maybe this thing should be emphasized more, this other thing should be emphasized less. Another thing about the readers of college application essays, don't forget, if, if you're a high school student listening to this podcast, don't forget that these people they're not magicians, they're just real people. Most of them are probably not too much older than you. The people who work in admissions offices are usually pretty young in their 20s and 30s. And they're normal people. You don't have to, you don't have to try to be super fancy to impress them. Just be yourself and tell them who you are. Right. And you don't have to like use super fancy language or like you said, try to make yourself out to the, be the next Elon Musk, right? It's really... They, they just want to know who you are and see if they think that you'll be a good fit for the school. Um, Absolutely. I think the, yeah, I also think I, this would be a good time to maybe switch gears uh, a little bit because I feel like we've talked a, bit of, a good bit about the process, and I'd love yes. to dig into kind of specific tips for the essays themselves, right? Um, and just sure. if you want to kind of take it from the top on that subject. Sure, Absolutely. And maybe the best way to think about sort of the brainstorming and writing process would be to think about a specific essay prompt. Um, yeah, I mean, like, what's the most common one that people do on the Common App, right? Like, uh, I think yeah, starting there is good. If you don't mind, let me just pull up the Common App prompts for a second. 
Mm -hmm. So I can just reference them. And for those who aren't aware, the, uh, the Common App essay prompts, uh, you can find these on the Common App website, which is just commonapp.org. And mm -hmm. there are uh, seven topics available. Students choose one. Um, historically, they tend to update these questions in August or at the beginning of August every year. Um, although that being said, for the last few years, the topics have remained pretty much the same. So I think if you if you're looking at this um, website prior to August, I think it's you can be fairly confident that the essays will remain mostly the same for um, the next application cycle. Right. Um, but the I think the first the very first question on the Common App is. Some students have a background, identity, interest, or talent that is so meaningful, they believe their application would be incomplete without it. If this sounds like you, then please share your story. Now, I think that's a particularly interesting essay topic for international students applying to the US because the part of the question that says a background or identity that you know that's meaningful to you, that's a place where you can perhaps highlight something about your um, your own cultural background that might be interesting or unique. Um, right. I mean, even just starting an essay with growing up with my grandmother in rural Morocco already sets you way, way apart from the majority of these U.S. applicants, right? So I think that that is a good prompt and for for international students in particular because essentially you know your entire life probably is <laughs> a thing worth mentioning and that you, the essay right be completely and like a really practical tip that that i think is um, something that anyone can do this is not just for international students but um make sure that you start your essay with something that is going to encourage the person reading it to continue reading yeah and this is um a hook even in, in a, writing a hook. yeah i was i was i was trying to avoid the uh, actual word hook but yeah you have some kind of a hook um <laughs> you know the people who are reading these essays are reading lots of them in a row so you want to make sure that you're not being too boring because you want your essay to be memorable among the you know hundreds or thousands, however it might how many it might be that these people are reading. So yeah, starting with something interesting, and I mean, if you're an international student and you have something that's kind of something that you think would be um, like less common from an American, um, you know. So for example, um, let's say you're a student who comes from uh, India. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could, uh, maybe you could reference, um, maybe you could reference something unique about the environment where you live or something about the, uh, I don't know, unique plants or a unique food that, that is particularly meaningful to you in your cultural context. Um, I actually had a student write about a, um, a meal that she cooked with her, um, with her grandmother and she structured her whole essay about being in the kitchen with her grandmother and kind of like learning through the process of, 
of food or through the process of cooking the food, learned about some of like the cultural history of the ingredients and how those ingredients had been used in like for generations in that particular region. Right. And I mean, it, it, it all kind of ties back to like what the admissions officers really want to see in these essays, which is how you're going to contribute to the diversity of the campus, to the campus being lively and interesting, and how you're going to be able to bring something unique to the campus that it doesn't have, right? So really, like things that might feel to you maybe like little aspects of your life or things that are not particularly uh, in- interesting or unique because you know you're in the country where they're not unique might still be quite unique to um, the United States. Like for instance, this is I'm just pulling an example out of thin air here. But like if you made uh, kimchi with your parents in Korea and you you know got really yeah. good at making kimchi, like that's not something most Americans have done. Even if maybe to you that's not particularly interesting, right? So. It's important to kind of try to put yourself in the shoes of the U.S. admissions officers um, and try to think about what is going to really help set you apart from other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what you just said, Tyler, reinforces the importance of having other people look at your essay because something that may not seem particularly significant or interesting to you could actually be quite interesting to, um, you know, to someone who is less familiar with your, with your story or your, your situation. And so, um, again, I've, I've had that exact situation that you described come up where a student has said to me, oh, I don't want to write about that. That's just really not that important or that's not that interesting. And I came back and I said, well, I I understand that from your perspective, it doesn't seem interesting, but from my perspective as like a 40 year old American, that's super interesting. And so it's really valuable to have not just other, not just other sets of eyes on your essays, but like different types of people look at it, you know, have a teacher look at it, have a friend look at it, have a neutral person such as, you know, someone like me, like a tutor or an educational expert look at it. And right. I mean, you could even potentially, yeah, I was going to say you could potentially even do like, I don't know if these groups exist, but there might be like essay exchange groups. There might be, um, there might be like essay editing on Fiverr. I actually think there is a good bit of it. And a lot of it's targeted towards college applications, right? Like there's more resources at the end, those resources will often, particularly if they're on a site like Fiverr, um, have a U.S. perspective that could be helpful if you're unable to get that perspective in your own um, in your own home or in your own sort of network. Absolutely. Um, and Tyler, if I could switch gears, uh, something I wanted to mention that we haven't really talked mm-hmm. about yet is just an aspect of the writing that a lot of students don't think about that I think is a helpful tip, which is yeah. uh, specificity. And so okay. reading, reading, you know, thousands of essays over the course of my career, the thing that really distinguishes the good essays and the bad essays is specificity. And the essays that I find very boring and cliche and not particularly impressive are generally not detailed. So, for example, a student may say, 
I am really passionate about the environment without giving any further explanation or anecdotes to show how are you passionate about the environment? What have you done? Right. What have you done about it? <laughs> what have you done about it? Whereas a much more specific and detail-oriented essay is really going to have a bigger impact on the reader. And um, <clears throat> well, I think it's just so important to like bring examples or, or bring receipts with everything that you're talking about, right? Like, I think exactly. that um, wor words are cheap and action requires a lot more work, right? And so these schools are dealing with a lot of applications where people are just kind of saying and not showing um, their interests. And so that's a really good tip. I, I like that. It's, it's important to make sure that you really, you're, you're using the essay in a way to like weave together these projects or extracurriculars or passions that you want to talk about. Right. And so you should be looking for, you should be looking to basically like highlight things that you've done in your essay more than you should be looking to, to talk about things that you want to do. Yes, absolutely. And don't think of the, don't think of the essay writing process as, you know, a one day thing that you're just going to sit down and write an essay and it'll be done. Right. Ideally, ideally it should be a, you know, a multi-week or even a multi-month process for writing these essays where you, you write a draft, you know, you take a week off and think about it. Um, you know, tweak some things, rearrange the paragraphs. There's a lot of editing and shifting. And, uh, you know, this is not something that ideally, uh, you shouldn't be writing it in one sitting. It should be something that you work on over time and, and right. craft, craft the story, craft the narrative, um, you know, change the vocabulary around, switch the order in which you're saying things. And all of this, um, you know, you know, you could write a 300 word essay in an hour easily, just in terms of writing that many words in an hour, that's doable, but it's not going to be a particularly good essay unless you spend a lot of time reflecting on your values and what's important to you. And when students do that, it's usually pretty clear. Yeah. And it is also, I think, just important, um, like the I, I've heard other people say that they recommend you take three months to do your to do your main common app essay. And the purpose of that is not you're you're writing a version of it every day. The purpose is actually to give a little distance between when you write it and when you come back to it and look at it and think about it. Because that that distance gives yourself a little bit of a third party perspective where you can kind of come in with a fresh set of eyes and go, Oh, okay, I actually don't know if this is what I want to talk about, or, you know, Oh, I think, you know, maybe I want to talk about this in a different way. Um, so I think that that's really good. That's another really good tip to set, set yourself up basically for like, you know, three months and, you know, maybe a couple hours per weekend of, of, of kind of working on this and iterating it and make sure you save all of your versions. Don't delete what you had before to write, whatever you're writing now because you might want to go backwards at some point and be like oh i need to go get that paragraph that i wrote you know three weeks ago i think that actually yeah. be really good here right um and and kind of approach it with that process i think will really help 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I apologize if this is a bit of a tangent. One other thing that I thought of uh, just popped into my head that we should probably mention is a lot of American students um, go on in-person campus visits. That's something that's very different for international students who, you know, just logistically don't have as much of an opportunity to visit campuses before they apply. And I think I would I really encourage international students, if you can, do um, do some virtual tours of colleges that you're interested in, attend info sessions. There are a lot of online info sessions, especially post-COVID. A lot of colleges are making more more things available online than they did previously, whether that's interviews or info sessions or, you know, tours of the campus. Um, try to get a sense as you're researching colleges of what the campus culture is like, which is a little hard to mm-hmm. do remotely, but, you know, you can, you can watch YouTube videos, you can check out, and don't just look at what the school says about itself. Look at what, you know, look at what, the students say about their experience. There are a lot of great websites um, that you can that you can use to research. Um, for example, you know some companies have uh, like lists of colleges that are. If you're interested in a college that's you know politically liberal or politically conservative, you may you know you may be looking at very different options. If you're if you're looking at um, urban versus rural campus environments. These are all things that are a little hard to navigate um, as an international student, especially if you don't have as much familiarity with the US. I, you know, I had one funny story I could tell you. Um, I had a student of mine who was applying to American colleges um, uh, from overseas and he somehow got in his head that this one city, I'm not going to name the, the city, but he got in his head that this one city where a very well-known college is located was too dangerous for him to live there. And I don't know where he got this information, but he he had read something about like the crime rate of the city. And, and I said to him, you know, this is the kind of thing that it's great that you're thinking about things like the crime rate of the city, but you know, you really probably should like talk to someone who is more knowledgeable about this to get a sense of like what this campus is actually like, because this student had basically discounted a very, he, he had decided not to apply to this very good school because he read that the crime rate was bad. And it was the kind of situation where it was only like one part of the city had a very bad crime rate, but the part where the university was, was totally safe. And these are things that you may not think about that could actually have an effect on where you apply, where you end up going. So my point is just do as much research as you can and try to get information from a variety of sources as well, because um, there's a lot of information out there and not all of it is good. So, um, yep. Great. Well, so um, anything else on the, on Writing great. Today. No, no, I don't. I don't Anything else on so. writing great essays? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's always more that could be said, but I think um, that's a great overview. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Eric Cole. 
And you can get a free trial of Achievable's ACT course by going to achievable.me and use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout.